We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, legends? Before we start the show, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash veteransminimum, and see some of the changes that have happened to the Patreon, and see also how you can win a copy of Madden 21. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. good everybody welcome back to veterans minimum i am your host nick deus at the lame shows where you can find me joining me after a little bit of a hiatus my guy a double l em what up timing's not great but nevertheless we're here Uh oh how come my boy's on talanta ah, <laughs> my, my boy's psg baby you, you want to support the evil empire you can support the evil empire but Listen, I don't know what kind of evil empire you're talking about, but as the someone, guitar evil empire, as, as as somebody who is financially invested in the sports betting markets and the futures markets, you know I am in predictive analytics, and I have a ticket on PSG to win the Champions League, and yeah, the the pants came off, Alan. Yeah, the I whole game imagine. changed when Mbappe got in though. 
Stud, man. I don't think any, like when he gets the ball and like he just has that little switch, like pace wise, no one could compete with him. Like he just blazes past defense. I have no choice. Like you better be right. Like if you're a midfielder, like you just know if like if he's starting, you're probably gonna get booked at some point. Just get ready for that yellow card. Like get my one tackle in and whatever happens, happens. But I felt so bad for Neymar up until Mbappe came in because it felt like he was trying to do it all. He was doing quite effectively. Yeah. I know the finish wasn't there, but... Like, oh, my yeah. God. He was trying to be fucking crazy, bro. He's going in on breakaways and shit. He's intercepting passes. That first one was painfully yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. But they, they pulled through. And they got they got They should make the final. Like, I think they could be Atletico or Red Bull Leipzig. But, damn, if they got to play, play Bayern or Barca or Man City in the final, that's where you're going to be sweating. Yeah, well, all, all I need them to do is get to the final. And then there's there's hedge situations that we could do. And it also helps that everything's one leg, which makes it more exciting. Like, I wonder, maybe UEFA will look at this. Like, maybe, well, I don't know if they can because, like, this is neutral. Yeah. Like, I don't think that during club season they could have it where it's, like, one tie because it's, like, both teams need to have a home leg. Yeah, that's so. true. But it's fun. It does It does have a, a international soccer feel to it. Right. That's what, what I was feeling today. Because yeah. I know they played last week, but, like, most of them were already decided for the most Decent part. Decent majority of them, yeah. Yeah, but with this one, if it did feel very urgent, and I right, loved it. I loved right. it. But, yeah, yeah so, you know, one you man's... NBA is going to adopt maybe... I heard M. Silver might do, like, some sort of cup. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, so there was reports about doing something for all the teams that didn't make the bubble. Mm-hmm. Kind of doing, like, a, I guess, the NIT of the NBA. No, I'm not about that, but in the future, like, uh, like a cup between November and December... No, I, I don't know. That. Some like mini competition they might do, like a separate thing. I got no more details about it. But yeah, yeah. But for what would be, would they be? I don't a know. I think they're, thing? I think they're intrigued. I think they're intrigued by you know how Europe does it, like like an FA Cup thing. But I think because I think people are intrigued. It's how because I think the bubble, like NBA wise, has built a lot of intrigue. I think it's been success so far. Oh, I mean, it's been fantastic. Yeah. The games. The games mean something mm-hmm. for the most part, especially uh, I've been watching a lot of the Blazers. I'm also who big, isn't? Yeah, you're not watching the Blazers. What are you doing? Your yeah, life? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've always been a I I have league pass for Portland right. for years now. Right. Me me and shout to my guy Josh. Hopefully we don't get in trouble for this, but mm-hmm. we uh we share codes and whatnot, and with my buddy Danny too. But it was it was because of Portland, and I know they have a lot of nationally televised games, but I think league pass is awesome, bro. It's mm-hmm. a Tuesday night. Right. It's nine thirty. It's not on TV for the most part, because West Coast has a lot of good teams. All the best, all the best teams are on the West Coast. Pretty much, all the best teams are on the West Coast. And, and <laughs> some, yeah. some Celtic fans like shaking his fist right now. Like, Yo, let me just ask you a general, <laughs> yeah. a general question about Damian Lillard. Okay. You saw the beef that he had with Pat Beverly yeah. and those guys, and Paul George. Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about a player like Damian Lillard and what he stands for? Because he's seems to be an OG in the sense that he doesn't want to partner up. He's been saying this for years right. now. He got at Paul George like, yo, bro, you run away from the grind. Right. And then he comes back with back-to-back games, mm-hmm. puts up 61, and then puts up a 50 spot. Like, yeah, I try to look at it both ways. Obviously, I respect the player sticking with the franchise through dark times. But at the same time, I can understand if a player is really frustrated and sees no direction where it's like, okay, I'll leave. Like, I hate to bring up OBJ, but OBJ would be one example that comes to mind. And there's probably several other stars, but yeah, I can understand. Or, like, how about Jamal Adams? Like, if it's like, okay, there's no direction here. It might be three, four years before maybe even, like, think about playoffs. 
and it's just uh, i just need a change of scenery so you go look at it from that instance but the other thing is like wow you play one team like where do you see that anymore like i like i kind of compared to steven gerrard not to make another soccer reference but like lillard and gerrard just sticking with that one team where it's just like they've underachieved quite a bit and you just see rivals and you can be tempted by rivals because at yeah, one point yeah. gerrard was supposed to go to chelsea so i assume lillard's probably had opportunities whether it be the lakers or you know, whatever team maybe miami from a few years ago who knows but you know you know you have to commend it just to stay there because it's like this is my city and you're the guy there and, but I think Portland hasn't suffered too much, right? Not, I feel like they've been fairly competitive. They've for, been they've been a very very good team mm-hmm. for a long time now. Right. You know, like the that shot he hit against the Rockets many years back, like that was like five years ago, bro. Oh, yeah. um, then what he did to to Paul George in the Thunder mm-hmm. last year, I just think that. The one thing with Lillard, and now he's getting a lot more national attention. I mean, last year he did with the shot that he yeah. hit, and they also went to the Western Conference Finals last year. But, but man, could you imagine if they played the Lakers in the first round? That's going to be the craziest series. Yo, that I, might be the greatest 8-1 ever. Yeah, listen, I've been watching a lot of Portland. I've been watching a lot of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I'd be shook if I'm LeBron and company. I, I don't think it'd be crazy. I put up a poll on my Instagram page. I've been doing these like random daily yeah. polls. Like Some are serious. Some are like really stupid. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, would you be surprised if the Blazers beat the Lakers? And a lot of people said no, which surprised me because usually people just see it from the outside and they go, oh, one versus eight. But I think this year with the bubble, and I think it's a good segue into what I really want to ask you about the NFL. I think with the bubble, like it don't matter what your seating is because there's no home court. Game seven is going to be in the same place it was game one through six. It's all about matchups now. It's all about matchups in Portland. Healthy, yeah. Yeah. They have nine guys that they could put out there that can get buckets and seem to have balls in big moments. And this team, last year they went to the Western Conference Finals. I talked about it on the episode this week. Shouts to my guy Chris for joining me. They're the only team in NBA history to get swept. In the in in a conference finals, but also have a fifteen point lead in every single one of those games, and to make matters worse, they were all in the second half that they had these leads. But going back to Lillard, he's a guy who all these years you have Chris Paul in the West, you have Steph Curry in the West, you have uh, Harden, you Russell got Westbrook. Westbrook, right? You have all these like alpha point guards. Now you got, now you got Moran Doncic. Yeah, well, Luca's there now. And I think with Lillard, Lillard's been doing this, bro. Lillard's been a beast. He's a gamer. Yeah, he really is. He's a whole gamer. And yeah, you just have to respect what he stands for. But I do want to defend Paul George a little bit because I think in those situations with Indiana and OKC, he kind of saw the right on the wall. It's like, I can't see myself evolving here. So that's why I don't mind him bouncing. So I see from both perspectives. I don't, it's just, I think it's a cool beef, but. You know, I, I'm cool with both guys. Like it's yeah. it's really refreshing yeah. that there's animosity yeah. in the NBA. I think Pat Beverly should be the one to get criticized. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's like super lovey dovey and everyone trains together in the mm-hmm. off season and shit. Where Lillard's just saying, Yo, yeah. I'm coming for your heads. Right. Like a couple nights ago, weren't people hyping up like Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren? They had and, a they had an incident and back really in, happened. in yeah. January. Yeah, they had an incident where they were kind of just talking shit to each TJ other. TJ Warren, the Tracy McGrady of the bubble. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're gonna play in round one all right maybe things pa- will spark pacers up. heat yeah jimmy butler gets things going man you know i'm representing marquette today jimmy butler oh i've seen him play but he hit a couple buzzer beers against st john's oh man yo i <laughs> think i think miami is another team that is being slept on right the consensus across the board is the two la teams yeah. and milwaukee and then there's a little bit of buzz about the celtics and then 
now more momentum is starting to pick up on Toronto. Right. But I just think that Miami, they're, they're deep. They're deep as hell. They got the player himself, Tyler Hero. He's out Tyler, here. <laughs> Tyler Hero, All-NBA, first-teamer on and off <laughs> the court. Him. If you don't know, now you know. You they know got, what I'm they saying? got your white shooter, Duncan Robinson. I, I swear, Duncan Robinson played for Michigan at least seven years. Like He was like the Perry Ellis of guards. Like, Duncan Robinson <laughs> no. was always on Michigan. I'm like, wait, this guy actually made it to NBA? You guys boss about this. Duncan Robinson just always was in college Bro, basketball. Perry Ellis <laughs> was on Kansas for literally <laughs> seven years, it seemed like. But hey, I grew up a Heat fan. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a diehard now, but you know I have a soft spot for him. But I don't know, I really like like Toronto. I think it's exciting. But. Yo, so I actually a little old school here. I got notes prepared because of you know using the cameras and shit. Go to YouTube to watch. The some pandemic of the clips. has hit us hard. <laughs> Go to the YouTube to watch uh, some of the stuff. That's YouTube.com/slash/veterans minimum cheap plug. Yo, so I'm talking about the bubble in the yeah. NBA. How there is no home court advantage. There's mm-hmm. no fans. The NFL. No fans in some place. I know you were talking about Atlanta before we started. Atlanta recording. wants to do like twenty percent because the South is like the South is like its own country. At this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't surprise you. Tampa and what? Well, I don't think anyone really cares what they do. I'm sorry, Jacksonville fans, but like you guys don't even have like an audience. <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. Like you know, I, I assume Jaguars want to tank. Like so, I just think the South. Like you heard Jerry Jones today with some of the statements. He's like, oh, I fully expect us to play with fans. So I don't know. I think the South is just operating all. Yeah, they're, they're 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 different down there yeah. for sure. So what? How do you? How should I phrase this? What teams do you think benefit benefit from no fans? It's got easy Chargers. Yeah, probably the Rams to some extent too. Like you got look at L.A. Like my best friend lives in L.A. And he just talks about like people really don't care too much about football unless USC is really good. Mm. It's just because it's just know, it's the weather or culture. It's like it's pretty much a basketball, baseball, and college football town. Like, NFL isn't really calling as good as the Rams were. I don't think they're gonna be that good this year. But like, as the Rams, you know, their success over the past few years, still didn't really catch on. And we all know about the Chargers. Like, yeah. Well, I, I think that's a really interesting point because there's not only a lot of shit to do in LA under different circumstances, yeah. of course. But it's the weather. You're on the beach pretty much. That's what he said. He's and, like, dude, the beach. And there's so many teams, bro. There's a lot of teams in just the state of California. But in LA and it's a also. basketball town. Yeah. And it's a basketball town, too. Like, the Lakers are always going to run rough shop over everything. Did you crack your phone? No, I did not. All right, good. Because I just got a new phone, thank God. Because my shit was going through hell and back. My shit had the Spider-Man edition exclusive. Ooh, it was rough. Bro, I had a I had a hole in my phone at the bottom of my phone. Uh, I could like literally I could not go more than like 2 hours. So I was just like, yo, this has to get fixed. I had it for about I think 9 months in the shape it was. I can't blame the pandemic for that. People would watch me streaming and they're like, "Bro, get a new phone." I'm like, "I don't have $900 to just drop." But Chargers, what what other teams? You said I mentioned Jaguars for cuz you got to look at teams that have like are known like their home crowds just don't have much of an effect. Like hell, I could say Atlanta. When Atlanta's not that good, that there's pictures of their Mercedes Benz dome and it's just like no. Like there's barely like there's just seat just empty. Oh, we also mentioned the Redskins. Oh football team. Whoa! Oh, RP. Delete! <laughs> delete! Delete! You know what, man? I've been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been making fun of people over the past week. It's like, yo, how are we going to approach Washington? But I want to say blatantly football team all the time just to like, make fun of the whole situation. And what do you know? First chance, I've bought you. It's like, it's like people still saying San Diego like two years later. But I, I've called the Raiders Oakland a bunch of times. Maybe because that, yeah. that's still like super fresh. Right. But the football team, like, 
like their fan bases. Yeah. Just been, they've been jaded for like a decade now. So I think that's another team. And that, dude, they also just cut Geis. Well, the Geis, I know, yeah. but the Geis experiment was. I really liked him coming out of LSU. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that filled in for Leonard Fournette after Fournette right, bounced. Right, right. And there were times when he was with LSU where Geis would come in and relieve Fournette right. or they would do like split carries. And you would watch Geis and you're like, yo, this dude is nasty. Mm-hmm. Then he gets hurt in the preseason and then comes back, has a couple of really good games, then gets hurt again. Yeah. And then he has this domestic violence thing. Yeah, and right. it's just they had to cut ties for sure. Happened March too. Yeah, yeah. I think everything has just yeah. been slow with the yeah. pandemic and shit. Yeah. But those, those are the teams I'll look at. You know, you look at quote unquote the football team. I think the obviously LA teams, Jacksonville, and yeah, I'll probably put Atlanta up there because you look at pictures like in December, like that <laughs> that stadium's empty. So what, what teams then on the flip side do you think are going to get hurt by this? Ooh, Philly comes to mind. Obviously, Kansas City, Baltimore, Seattle, the Saints. Ooh, Saints and Bill. Hey, but it's the South. You, like yeah, I, I, like I'm just putting the South in in another category fair. because I I just don't know how they, they're just doing their own thing at this point. It's weird, but but you look at a team like the Eagles, especially. I feel like because I, I maybe because I've been to Philly so many times, I have covered games there. That environment, it's it's intimidating. I mean, shit, they went all the way to the Super Bowl because they had to go teams had to go in there to right. play. So it's definitely and trust me, man. Yeah. I've seen yeah. my Baltimore dreams. too. Baltimore Baltimore is a big one. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's big, yeah. You know, we mentioned Kansas City. Like, we'll see right away. You know, Texans Chiefs less than a month away. We'll see. I'm really curious to see how the sports books are going to be handicapping these because they always give you three points for home field advantage, mm-hmm. right? So like when a team is a six point favorite and they're at home mm-hmm. on a neutral, they'd be a three point favorite. Mm-hmm. So now, what do you do with that? Is that already factored in? Is it not? I don't really know. I believe right. it's a seven-point line week one, last time that I checked. So what you're telling me is that if it was a home field, if, if you were able to get it 70, 80, I don't know how many people fit uh-huh. at Arrowhead, then they'd be a 10-point favorite. I don't know if that's right. I'd probably take the Texans in that situation because Watson's one of the better quarterbacks when he's catching points like that, double yeah. digits. So I'm very intrigued. I also think from from a win total perspective, over-unders, I think, that's a big factor too, where Patriots come to mind. You got Club New England in there, as dude. Well. What about yeah. Buffalo? Ooh. Buffalo, you yeah. don't want to play Buffalo in like November, December right. when That's they're at the yeah. yeah. Is this still the Ralph? I believe so, but then again, I feel like every stadium or majority of them have been commercialized. Yeah, like, I think it was like, like the like Lincoln era. Financial Field. Yeah, like, we lost my last stadium. I don't know what it's called now, but something very commercialized. <sighs> like dude, when they took the Georgia Dome away, I was like, yeah, man. Mercedes Benz. What was the biggest moment in the Georgia Dome? I know I've asked you this. Oh, before. It has, it's gotta be Julio's eighty yarder, bro. It's the clinch Hulk. the Super Bowl. It's when oh, Goldberg Bill... slammed Hogan, brother. <laughs> you might as well just say when Snooky did that WrestleMania thing. <laughs> Yo, that was great on Nitro. Uh, oh man, classic. But, but yeah, I just feel like a lot of stadiums now. Uh, if you want to look at advantage, yeah, Buffalo's a good one. We should probably have mentioned Buffalo. Minnesota, I think. Minnesota oh, has had a really underrated good, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think um, maybe teams, everyone's going to be affected by this. I'm really curious to see what happens with injury reports. Like, how soon do you need to report it? Is it going to be a mad scramble if you're playing fantasy football Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. It's like 1130, Ezekiel Elliott, COVID, yeah. he's out. 
You know, I, I talked about this on, on the last episode, too, where Philip Rivers was being interviewed and they asked him about the protocol for for COVID. And he said, you're telling me if we happen to go to the Super Bowl this year, I test positive for COVID on Friday. I'm going to have to miss the Super Bowl. I've waited 18 years for this. All right. Because you look at like the whole concussion thing with the, like their protocol could be a bit dicey sometimes. Like someone takes a big hit and... They only take them to get tested, you know, checked out. So, like, so is COVID testing the new concussion? I don't want to because obviously COVID could you could you know obviously you could die from it. So I I hope they could take more serious you know measures towards it. But it's just I don't know. Like we don't know the inner details of it. Mm-hmm. But I get Philip Rivers' frustration. But then again, it's like you don't want this spreading. The whole purpose of this is that it cannot spread. That's why things are so isolated right now. That's why you won't see a lot of media. Obviously, you won't see fans. So, I don't know. Do you think we make it through the entire NFL season? Because like, college college football conferences are canceling left and right. The Pac-12 yeah. canceled. Big Ten. The Big Ten canceled. And like you said, the SEC is like, we're going to get up and running. Yeah. Nick and <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. Like I think it's massive. Also, if if you're not a college football fan, mm-hmm. this is massive for the NFL too. Cause yeah. In terms of valuing talent. Yeah, yeah, dude. Think about this. This time last year, Joe Burrow was projected to be a fourth or fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Then he becomes a number one pick. Same thing happened with Baker, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. Right. So, we know about Trevor Lawrence. We know about Justin Fields. But who's gonna be that random guy that? From a D2 school that plays himself into being a top 10 pick. Whoever's lucky to draft them in the sixth round. Yeah, that's going to be... I'm super intrigued by that because I think you're going to find a lot of gems. You're going to find those guys that should have been first or second round picks going in five and six. And I wonder how much teams maybe look at the Lewis Riggs, the Dan Chermayas of the world, like the real analysts, Mm. the most highly guard ones, like how much input are they going to take? Because in past years, you see teams, they kind of like, they're a bit standoffish to like the main media outlets and just, you know, draft analysts, what, you know, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, maybe. How much are they going to take their advice this year? Because you have to take into account like, like, like every team has some affiliation with PFF. Like PFF now will tell you, like we are have connections with all thirty two teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I wonder how much the media is now going to have more of, I guess, an influence on how organizations operate. But that's why you bring back. Like I, that's why I totally hate the Jamal Adams trade because it's like, okay, you're getting an established player. Okay, maybe you'll be in cap hell, but it's just okay. You're getting rid of picks. First off, Seattle has. You look at their draft history the past few years; they have botched a lot of first round picks, and it's just like, in their position, who knows who they're gonna get? And like, it's hard to evaluate. I shot a video about the trade, and I talked about how from 2013 to 2017, I guess you could say the the Legion of Boom era of the Seahawks, the most successful run that they've had as a franchise, won a Super Bowl, went to a Super Bowl, constantly a a bi-week team for the most part. They were a threat. They had one first-round draft pick, and it was like Effendi, Effendi. And he's been told bust. Yeah. Yeah. They traded, they kept trading them away. They would trade them away. Or they would draft, (laughs) yeah. With Sharp Petty. This was a team who, when they made this move for Jamal Adams, they've kind of gotten used to not having first-round picks anyway. Mm. Whereas if you're the Jets, like, it's an all-time fleecing, even if it doesn't work out, Mm. bro. Like, even if all the guys you draft 
and he didn't want to be there. So Exactly. Yeah. And you had no leverage. When right. the guy is literally telling you for the last 18 months. Like, he told Yo. the main beat writer, uh, Manish, I always Manish put his name. Yeah, Madoff. Manish, yeah. Madoff. 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 <laughs> that might be worse than the R word. Oh, yeah. Made off, oh man! But he literally did an interview, and then two days later he got traded. Like he just did an interview saying, "Yeah, I don't think Adam Gase is the right guy to lead this team." And it's like, all right, two the, two days later we gotta let you go, bro. He did everything he could to get out of there for right. eighteen months, and the fact that you got that return back, and you got McDougal, who's a really good safety. Yeah, I don't solid. think a lot of people are. He's not Jamal Adams. Then again, there's not a lot of them. I think he's it's, another one of those guys on Tampa that was good, and Tampa just said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he goes to Seattle, and Disney. and him and and Diggs when they got him coming over from the Lions. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good move. But just that middle of the field, Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. Like, like if I'm a receiver, I really don't want to run routes across the middle. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you probably got the two best players at their position on your defense. Such with Keekly now retired. And, um, yeah, Jamal Adams probably up there, yeah. I think it's Adams and Derwin James. Those are two guys. And then linebacker, I really think it's Wagner. And then is a drop. Right. I'm trying to think of like, I love Darius Leonard. I love Deion Jones, but I can't put him up there. Like, I think Fred Warner is someone to keep your eye also, on. Also, Wagner is super durable, too. Yeah, dude. he doesn't miss tackle. That's crazy. Doesn't stat- miss tackle, like- <laughs> doesn't miss snaps, doesn't miss games. He's just always out there. Uh, Richard Sherman said best. If like that defense wasn't so stacked, he would have won a defensive player of the year at some point. But they, the whoever, the panel kind of held that against him. Just, all right, you're part of the stacked defense. We can't. You can't be the defensive player of the year. How do you, do you what kind of, Things you think are going to transpire in the NFL season from a the COVID pandemic standpoint? Do you do you think we make it through the whole season? Do you think it gets I, delayed? I, I, I can't. Like, I'm not a health expert, so I don't like making predictions. But I do think at some point. By the way, thank you for telling me you're not a health expert. Yeah, I just I don't like making predictions though <laughs> no, because it's just you. it's like am I gonna be too much optimist or am I gonna be too much a pessimist? I like I try to keep as even keeled measure as possible. So if I had to make one prediction, I do think at some point they will move to like maybe like four specific locations. Where it's like a uh, maybe some like West Coast spot, Midwest, South, Northeast. I think that is likely going to happen. So like a, a a regional bubble, right? And they're just somehow transfigure ways to just have like a set of games here, like neutral sites. Because I just the rosters are just too big. Yeah. Like I don't, like I don't follow baseball, but just seeing some of the reports of how like the Marlins and Cardinals how they've been affected. Yeah. So hold on, how how would that work if the Ravens play the Cardinals? Yeah. I, Where do I you? Yeah, that's the only concern that I have because yeah. it sounds good and it mm-hmm. makes sense. If you were to, you would have to redo the schedule all over again. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume, and, and do it where this year you play everyone in your region. So the AFC East is going to play the AFC North, and the NFC North and the NFC East. So it's like you're playing, if you're the Giants. Which might be the case. I don't know the schedule at the top of my head, but it might already be happening. So if you're, because I know the Giants go to Seattle this year. Oh, okay. So it's like, what do you do in that situation? The Giants play the AFC, the NFC West. Okay. So it's, what do you do? Do you go, do you have to go a week earlier? Like it's, uh, that's why I don't think the bubble would work unless you were to do it regionally. Right. And then again, like Dallas and the Giants. That's it's not exactly. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different ass. No, reason. I would just think maybe like games in certain locations. Like they could plan ahead. Like th- this is all just predictions, but like have like four games in the West, four games in the Midwest, like and South, and then because the, I, I just I, with all this traveling, it just is concerned in the hotel situation, and it's just there's so many players, so much coaching staff, they have the, the staff, the training equipment, and 
you know, all the executives. It's just there's so much. That's why there's a lot of concern because there's no sport that has a bigger you know, population of football when it comes to organizations. We kind of mentioned the Jets in passing. I want to spend some time on, on them. You asked me a really interesting question about Sam Darnold before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Tell it to the people. I don't think there's a quarterback in the league. Like If you want to look at all, I, don't, I know maybe there's not 32 definitive starting quarterbacks. I know Chicago's having that great training <laughs> camp battle. <laughs> but for the most part, we could say there's like 30 definitive starting quarterbacks. And I don't think there's a starting quarterback. There's more of a, I guess, variance of opinion than Sam Darnold. Because you, you hear analysts talk about Sam Darnold being like this great talent as can make all the throws. And he's just someone that's had bad injury luck and you know, bad coaching and supporting cast has been iffy. But then there's some people that think that oh, he's way too many turnovers, has been that consistent. I don't get all the hype about him. Like, I don't know. I feel like people are really super high on Sam Darnold or they already think he's kind of damaged goods. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. It's time to pay some bills. I'm probably never going to do that again. I apologize. So we got Sunday ticket, baby. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFLSunday.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. Yo, I cannot wait for this. Guys, as someone that has used this in the past and the fantasy zone channels are super popping. You can legit put your players names in and it'll pop up like a ticker on sports center. Kind of just telling you like what's happening. It's fire. It's popping. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use a promo code blue wire at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. While we are here, no breaks because, guys, I don't like to edit. So you're going to get this free-flowing, one-shot, one-take like Drake, baby. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every single item starts at $0, and you only go up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer, or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 Free bids upon sign up on top of the other discounts. Go to dealdash.com and use our offer code, offer code VM or dealdash.fm slash VM. That's D E A L dash dot FM slash VM. Guys, head on over there. That's a personal sponsor, that's an exclusive sponsor. And it's pretty dope, man. My mom is already on that. I think she won like something. And she was like super pumped about it. She paid like $4.37. It was something crazy. So, yeah. Uh, definitely go and check that out. And all right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> is it possible for both to be true? I think it's true that he puts the ball in harm's way too much. But I also think he's someone that has a ton of talent, you know, accuracy wise. I think he's incredibly talented. But I think he might be damaged goods too. 
that's what I meant by is it possible that both could be true? Right. Because, dude, a lot of young quarterbacks, it's, it's dope when you're the number one pick. It's dope when you're a top ten pick. But on the flip side, historically, you're going to a team that sucked. Unless there's a trade situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes. The Texans were already a good team. They just needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you're drafting top five. You're going to a shit bag organization. And the Jets have not entirely been a model franchise that you wanted to model your franchise after. So I think there is a split on Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is super talented, but... He's gotten beaten up. He's had two different head coaches, different offensive schemes. He loses the one guy that he actually had some chemistry with and Robbie Anderson. And yeah, you know, maybe he wanted too much money. I don't know. Anderson did sign late, so maybe he was asking for a lot of money. I don't know. But one thing I do know is going back to DeAndre Hopkins with Watson. When you have... And I'm not saying that the talent level is the same there, Mm -hmm. but I do think the chemistry was the same. Them two had great chemistry together, and it just it worked with them two. And when you're the Jets, you know, Pro Football Focus, I got this over here. They do this uh, decade-long projection of NFL quarterbacks, and the requirement is you need to be a starter for two years in the league in your first two years of the league, and then they project the next decade based on your numbers, based on some of the advanced analytics on where your career is projecting. Jeff fans might want to turn away. The comparisons for Sam Darnold, Blake Bortles, Geno Smith, Christian Ponder, Mark Sanchez. This is a guy that you took third overall. A lot of people were saying it was crazy that he didn't go number one. And he was in that discussion of guys that you would want to build your franchise with. They trade up to get him with the Colts. And now you're looking at it like, man, I think they're going to be a a five-win team. At best, six wins. You're being friendly. (laughs) I think they're 3-13, 4-12. I just don't see a lot of offensive talent and pass rush. It's just talent in general. Like, what's there? Uh, I think one thing you have to take into account, Sam Darnold's on a rookie deal. And it's just... I have not taken advantage of it one bit. You see all these teams doing it. Chiefs, Rams, Eagles, Ravens now. Look at Ravens getting Earl Thomas, Clayus Campbell. I just, I, you just look at the Jets. It's just a big mystery. And just like at some point, what, in two years, you're going to have to make that decision with Donald. We're going to invest or we're going to do another rebuild. Yeah, there's, there's two things that help franchises, I think, when it comes to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You have to either find a rookie quarterback that's competent or to good and you could take advantage of bringing in people around him to elevate him. Or if you do pay your quarterback big money, he needs to be an elite guy. He needs to be Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He needs to be Pat Mahomes. He needs to be Rodgers, prime Brady. You can't pay Andy Dalton big money. You can't pay those guys that, sure, you could be a franchise guy. And I get it why you do it because sometimes the answer is like, yo, what do I got after that? He just wants stability. He wants stability, yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're a team like, I think this is a big year for Cleveland. I think Baker's going to be better. I think the Browns are going to be better. But I also think if you're the Browns, you want to make sure that you see that like, yo, this guy is legit. 
And one day when he comes up, you want to talk about a team that has acquired a lot of big contracts. Cleveland is like that too. And you want to be able to know that, yo, if I'm going to pay this dude, he got to be able to perform at a high level. Mm-hmm. And I think with the Jets, that's that's the biggest black eye for the Jets mm-hmm. amongst many black eyes yeah. that they've had. Because like, now the whole perception is that a lot of their stars just get tired of it. You look at Adams, Revis, um, who am I blanking on? Who's a... Who am I blanking on right now? Oh, uh, Sean Richardson. Right. Uh, I'm not going to put Leonard Williams, but... Uh, oh, John Abrams on the other one. This is going back a day, but still, like, a lot of players. Keyshawn Johnson, like, it's just they get fed up with the organization. And I do think it's it's not just Adam Gase thing. It's just, I don't know, they have an issue keeping their stars happy. It's hard. It's hard to... to... I'm just I'm, I'm just where Donald goes in, like, two years. Is, are they going to break the bank for him, or are they just going to do a whole new rebuild? I think he's going to be one of the more fascinating guys to look at. Cause, and I think Josh Allen's going to be in a similar boat. If he, if the Bills don't win a couple of playoff games or who knows, maybe like challenge for Super Bowl, they're going to be like, all right, we, we built so much around him. He clearly can't do it. So. Yeah, but do you think a team could just give up on? They can. Look at the Bears. I mean, come on, like that's I know. Like, I Look, we all make fun of Trubisky, but they clearly put a lot of stock in him. Right, but what I'm saying is, I don't think the talent is anywhere near the same, but I do think that the situations were completely different too. Mm-hmm. Like, what did the Bears do? They went and got Allen Robinson. They went and got Trey Burton that year. They went and Taylor Gabriel from Atlanta. They went like, yo, I don't understand how. Yeah, but they tra- they traded two first round picks for Cleo Mack. Like, they clearly were showing their intentions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying they surrounded Trubisky with offensive weapons. Okay. I'm looking though, at franchise in general, but okay. Yeah, but even though, like, it didn't pan out because they don't believe in Trubisky. No. And everything that they're showing us is telling us that they don't believe in Trubisky. So with Darnold, could it be a situation where maybe they don't believe in him? Man. <laughs> I guess we'll see the next year or two, but I think you look at some of the Jets' bright spots over the past two years, I think – has come from Donald. You look at that Dallas win. Yeah. You look at some of the bright spots. That, they started what four and three or three and three. Start two thousand eighteen. Like they they look good. And I remember going to that Vikings game and they just totally crashed after that. But I think just the, the few highlights of the Jets from the past two scenes have come from Sam Darnold. So. Yeah, it's uh, you're putting a lot of stock in Mims, who was a second round draft pick, and who their receivers? Oh, they got Perriman who. Man, those was five games at the end of the year. Yeah. Winston the Perriman was like a fun duel. Yeah, it almost cost me a fantasy championship to, to Impey. Hey. Yeah, Perriman. But, yeah, you know, I mean, look, if if that's what you're banking on, a, a journeyman wide receiver, I don't know if that's the answer. I'd be a little cautious. Like, people are high on Herndon, but he's always hurt. Or suspended. Or suspended. Yeah. So, he's just not available. I'm I'm worried. If I was a Jets fan, I'd be worried because it's I'm worried. Period, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This worried. Period. But especially when you have Darnold, dude, you're you've already wasted two years of the guy's career where you're not really surrounding him with talent. The worst part is last year was supposed to be okay. We're supposed to take steps forward. Like people are pegging him to be a nine ten win team. You kind of had them high, right? I, I think I had him as a wild card team. Yeah, and just completely crashed. By week two, it crashed. Yeah, and once he got sick, it was a wrap. Yeah. Well, that first game against Buffalo was like the be-all, end-all. I really said, you know, and it, and it came into fruition. I said, whoever wins that game, I know you can't put too much stock in like a week one game, mm-hmm. but I think it sets the tone to 
be in the driver's seat of that division as far as not maybe not challenge New England, mm-hmm. but to be like that second wild card okay, team. And that's right. exactly what happened. And yo, think about it. That game then they came they came they back. were they were up sixteen nothing. Yeah. Sixteen seven they, they were up like three scores and then Mosley gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then it was literally crash and burn after that. Yeah, and he just opted out. He wants to talk about just a free agent investment that has just gone completely south. Like he's played what one game for the organization? I think he's two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Yo, so if you opt out, then you don't you don't get paid, right? I don't think so. I don't know how guaranteed money works in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Huh. There's been a lot of opt outs. New England got eight guys that have opted mm-hmm. out. Eddie Goldman in Chicago, that's a big loss. There aren't too many major losses besides New England because you look at Hightower, Chung, Cannon. These are key core players. Well, I think for me the biggest one was James, the right tackle for Jawan James. Yeah, for Denver. For Denver. And, yo, and if you really think about it, they're down two tackles. Denver, I think I, I'm drawing comparisons to last year's Browns with Denver. A lot of people are talking up Denver a little bit. I think they're bit. better coached. They're better coached, yeah. so I give them that. But I think the tackle's position is very similar oh it is especially now and you have a second year quarterback that people are very high on coming off the rookie season that he had they have a fun supporting cast yeah they got a lot of weapons man Mm -hmm. they got a lot of nice weapons you know uh drew lock his last five games he was four and one and they added a lot of offensive guys two guys in the draft judy and hamler and i've been very outspoken and very bullish on hamler i watched him at penn state and then you add melvin gordon and you already have Philip Lindsay over there. And you have Noah Fant Sutton. and Cortland Sutton, yeah. who actually took a, a big leap yeah, he's last excited. year. Yeah, he's a stud, man. He's, he's I think he's a top five wide receiver in the AFC, at least. I was about to say, I hope you're well, yeah, that's that's like, like, NFL. <laughs> I saw your eyes for yeah. like, hey, you. AFC, yeah. I don't know what comes to mind, but yeah, he's probably up there. He's, 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 he's legit, man. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be... There's a level of expectation in Denver. You have the two teams in that division that have made noise the last couple of years. It's it's very things they haven't made the playoffs in a while. Like that Super Bowl win has worn off. Yeah. yeah. And they've kind of been like seven wins. Right. And Vaughn doesn't have many years left. When you have someone as stud like Vaughn, it's like, damn, they gotta do something. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens in Vegas with the Raiders. That might be a home field advantage without no home crowd. I, I'm just waiting to see what core. I don't. I think this is cars last year. Well, I'm thinking about the partying and the oh, raging. Well, that's 2021. That's true. When, when they trade for Aaron Rodgers. Wow. You know Aaron Rodgers is going to probably go there. You know, I just picture John Gruden getting all excited. Hold on. Wow! Wow! You know, a lot of. OG quarterbacks, guys that were lifers on teams, they very rarely end their career with that team. Montana, Favre, uh, Favre Brady now, Peyton. Shit, I think people have forgotten that Breeze was a charger for the longest time. Right. Marino stuck through. Aikman Marino, stuck through. you know who else stuck through? Oh, okay. We already know this. Easy, <laughs> baby. Once a giant, forever a giant. Only a giant. Oh, Rivers. Not made a switch. Rivers made the switch yeah. now too. Yeah, that's right. So, wow, going back west. I was gonna say Donovan McNabb, but you're gonna. Oh, you know who stayed, even though he's kind of forced out. You got Tony Romo. Tony Romo, <laughs> baby, the best commentator in the business. Number six best quarterback of the 2000s. Dude, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm starting to put together my notes for the regular season, the the preview show that we're gonna do in a couple of weeks. 
it's probably my favorite show of the year because we we legit get to talk about every single team. Yeah, even the Jaguars are gonna get some love, you know, even though they've been slandered well, the last couple. <laughs> or of, the football team. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep saying the football team. That's I'm not even saying watching just the football team. Dude, is there anything else in the NFL catching your eye that you're, you're thinking about? There's not many more trades going on, right? We kind of there's no preseason either. It's basically just like I know. I really want to see how Cam looked at even limited snaps. Okay, so now I just remembered something yeah. that crossed my mind. How do you feel about this theory that I have? I think this is going to be the year that the experienced teams and the veteran teams are going to prevail over the young maybe fast upstart teams because I'm looking at a team like New Orleans. I'm very high on New Orleans. They're returning 17 of 22 starters. And they've added two players that are like the grizzled veterans. Yeah. Sanders and Jenkins. Yeah. You're not getting these young guys that, you know, they've been around the block. What I think is teams like that teams with experience An experience. I think, I would maybe shy away from a betting perspective on young quarterbacks, head coaches the first month because Joe Judge and Daniel Jones haven't worked together really. Um, Joe Burrow and, and Zach Taylor, they haven't worked. So the idea of these new guys coming into the league, whether they're rookies or even you're you're going into a new situation with a new coaching staff, I think with no preseason, that's going to hurt. Yo, Cam is splitting time with Stidham now, like taking snaps yeah. at practice. So ultimately, I think it's going to be Cam going into the year. But I, w- I think pr- for as much as people don't like preseason, Victor Cruz became a star because of preseason. Russell Wilson won the job because of preseason. You know, there's a crazy story about Terrell Davis. You ever heard the Terrell Davis story? No, not fully. They were playing a preseason game in... Asia, and he was a special teamer, and he wanted to go back home because he wasn't on the depth chart to go and and, right. and start at running back. He ends up making a crazy ass tackle on like special teams. Actually, just fucking decletes a dude. Mm-hmm. Before you know, it makes the special teams. Three running backs go down. Fast forward, he's in the Hall of Fame. So it's like, yeah, the preseason blows. You might not like it because, yo, I'm only going to see starters for three snaps or three drives. It's like, yeah, but it might not matter to Julio Jones. Like, Julio Julio and Matt Ryan, you don't need to worry about those guys. DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, I think they could benefit from a preseason. Right? Devontae Adams and Rodgers. You get what I'm saying yeah. here? Like, the experienced guys, I don't think you need to worry about them. Michael Thomas and Drew Brees are going to be, like, in their sleep, they could throw passes right. to one another. But Brady with his new weapons. Uh, Burrow in Cincinnati, Tua in Miami, all these guys going to new places. Derek Carr with Henry Ruggs. Like, I think that's going to be an adjustment period for a lot of these teams. Right. I think we're going to see tackling is going to be a huge problem early on. Mm. And maybe there's going to be a lot more false starts. I just think that some of the technique stuff and timing is going to be off. But, but I, think, I think tackling is going to be a big problem. But hasn't the last couple of years, with these new rule changes, as far as the limited number of pad work that you could do in training camp hasn't like football been kind of unwatchable if it wasn't for the start of the season like i know everyone has a super boner for the start of the nfl like oh my god i got Mm -hmm. football red zone is Mm -hmm. on but if you were to step back and you were to go watch red zone week one from this past season and then from 2018 
there's a lot of bad football, bro. And it's because players are not adjusted to the hitting, mm-hmm. the tackling, there's full starts, there's a, bad, a lot of bad penalties. Remember people were bitching and moaning about the referees because mm-hmm. games were taking so long. Brr. Like the average the average time of a game was around like three hours and 30 minutes. Didn't the Browns have like 19 penalties week one against the Titans? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to, it might be worse this year. I think the, I think the football. The game the fundamentals play, is going to be a problem. It's going to be rough the first month mm-hmm. with no preseason. Yeah. But no one's going to give a fuck because it's sports, football's back. Sports, sports, yeah. yeah. So, but I think those are things like some of the timing and fundamentals are to just keep your eye on. But but I do think like with say some of the major personnel changes, I think that's definitely something to monitor. Like you made a great point, just how they're going to gel early on, especially teams with like heightened expectations, like. I just want to see Cam and Belichick and Joshua Daniels. Like, what's going to happen there? Like, that's like the biggest thing. And, and yeah, of course Tampa because you know Brady's on one year deal. Like, what happens if he fades? Like, we I joked about Aaron Rodgers going to Oakland. Would be surprised Aaron Rodgers somehow end up in Tampa. Like, the like a legit retirement home for quarterbacks. Yeah, why not? Just make it happen. Bruce Arians. Who doesn't want to play with Bruce Arians? Do you think it would ever work where a team could do that? Just like. One to two year contracts on like I aging think it'd be two on steady. Like it'd be little like I don't know. I think after a while, I'd just be like, ah, we we can't really rely on this anymore. Because so I wonder, like, when teams are gonna start doing their running backs. Like we're just not paying. We'll see. Get the next guy. Like maybe San Francisco's gonna try to do that. But I, I well, think that's I think that's the thing you're more likely will see. Like teams just never really investing in a running back. I think I think it's happening a lot. I think it's happening a lot. There have been. Four running backs since 2012 to receive veteran contracts that average over $10 million per year. All four of those guys were either cut or traded within a year of signing that deal. Man. And you're talking about the names of Todd Gurley, cut after year two. Mm-hmm. David Johnson, cut after year two. AP, cut after year two. Marshawn Lynch, traded. I think teams are starting to realize that, yo, it sucks. It sucks. And I am... The biggest hypocrite, this is, I think, my most hypocritical take that I have in any sports debate or conversation. I would never pay a running back, but I totally understand the running back holding out and wanting money because of the nature of the position. Mm -hmm. But you just see it happens all the time where you find these gems in round two, round three, round five. It's just a position where... It's an easy transition from college to the pros. It's not much of an adjusting period besides the blocking. Mm. And when you talk to some people in the league, they always that seems to be a consensus take where it's probably the easiest position to adjust to. And think about it, man. A guy starts to get slower or doesn't isn't as explosive. The defense always revamps. They cut them. So the defense is always going to be faster. So in theory, if the running back starts slowing down, you just get rid of the running back and you bring in a new guy. When's the last time a top five running back has won a Super Bowl? Yeah, dig deep. Probably maybe Marshawn Lynch? Probably Lynch seven years ago. Yeah. The game has changed too. Talking about winning, not playing, right? No, I'm talking about winning. Winning Winning, a Super Bowl, yeah. I'm trying to remember who was Denver's running back when they won it. Could tell you. So, like, no, nah, I wasn't no Sean Moreno. It was like CJ Anderson, bro. There you go. I guess, yeah. But, no, you look at the previous teams that have won it. Sony Michelle, yeah. committee in Philly. Right. Um, uh, James White, right? Fucking, it's it's just not. LeGarrette Blunt. 
Garrett just, Blunt. Yeah. Like Garrett Blunt's got a... He was on that Philly team, too. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, he's had a... You can talk about a great career. Look he's back. had a really good fucking career. Yeah, and he was someone that everyone was wondering. He's going to wash out after the whole Oregon incident. And then a couple of suspensions. That's here right. There. He threw that punch. Yeah. And things kind of faded out in Tampa. But he just carved out a role. With Belichick, nonetheless. And Mike Tomlin. Because he, t- he was in Pittsburgh for a bit. Yeah, he was in Pittsburgh for so, a bit. Yeah, credit to him. I mean, even Peterson, too, man. That's not a... a that's not a... He's a no-nonsense no guy, too. Doug Pearson, yeah. yeah. You know, that's a pretty... Right. successful franchise but yeah you're right about the but the whole running backs just because like I, you like that's why like when derrick henry last year i was like i just want to see tennessee make the super bowl just kind of shut not shut the narrative down because i don't think it's a narrative i think there's legitimate effects behind but i just want to see him kind of go against the grain like this old school style because i know because i had a lot of friends trying to compare the titans with the rex ryan jets but i'm like man don't be comparing sean greed and whatever they were doing to derrick henry and I wouldn't compare uh, Tennessee's defense with you know Revis Island and a couple other studs that were on the Jets defense. I just think they were just two smash mouth teams, but kind of had different sorts of ways of winning. But uh, I don't think we'll ever see like a run like that anymore. Like imagine like a team goes like the way Tennessee did. That's why it was so cool for me. Like it just really brought back old school memories. Just running thirty five times. Yeah. Well, you're, it, you're a quarterback guy, so you're like, nah. It, 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 it might have worked if they didn't run into Mahomes. Because I think that was the one <laughs> team that... It's it's one of the few teams that likes to play from behind. Right. But I also think they kind of benefit getting those... Talk about the Baltimore game, those two fourth down stops. Yeah. If they if they don't stop them, Baltimore might score 14 points. That's true, knows, yeah. So. And the turnover, too. Yeah, it's just more through a pick. four or five plays. Yeah. Just makes a difference, but... Yeah, uh, I don't know what the season. There's gonna be a lot. Like, how much stock? Like, especially with coaches on the hot seat. Like, if they lose players to COVID, do you take that into account? Like, especially like guy like Dan Quinn. It's like if you lose a star player, but it's like, damn, you really supposed to win this year. How are we gonna make this decision come January? First coach fired, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I want to say I'm Gates just because I put him up there. I got some sources over in Houston saying that it's he's already lost the locker room. And they open up against the Chiefs. Yeah, that Thursday night game is going to be. Like, so, so if Twitter, they, Twitter's flying in general, like every day Twitter's flying, but I feel like that game, ooh, they're going to If let they loose. get the doors blown off them, they will. It might be a problem. I like I like that call on uh, Bill O'Brien. He, yo, he's not a bad coach. I just think he's worn out as welcome. I think he's a terrible GM. Yeah. And I don't think it could. The, I, fact, I think, the facts are there. Yeah, I think the only person that could do that is Belichick. So, yo, look, they he was winning divisions when he had the macho man Tommy Savage at quarterback and Brock Osweiler. Very fortunate, though. Come on, he's been in a division notoriously for being bad. Sure, yeah. but he was also in a division with Andrew Luck. And he was kind of either making the playoffs or winning the division, too. So, mm. with Brian Hoyer and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I want to give him some credit. And and Watson likes him as a head coach. I think the GM moves. that does says a lot. Yeah, because because I remember in seventeen when Watson went down, they were thinking about firing, about firing him. And, and Watson, Watson went to publicly, yeah, publicly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, and if you're Watson, you kind of want to ball out this year. Your contract's up, or you're due for an extension. I think after this year, you just right. saw what Mahomes made, and he, his he has such a great mentality, Watson, that I you could never question his commitment. Yeah. He's just like he's kind of like the Damian Lillard of football. Yeah. Anyway, there you have it, guys. This episode. Shout out to the members of the Patreon: Derek Pleiates, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, 
Ryan Pisner, and Nick Chavez. If you guys want to get a chance to win a copy of Madden 21, join our Patreon, the giveaway for August. The drawing is happening in the next two weeks. $10 contribution goes a long way into building the show and the brand. Going to be relaunching some betting stuff, Degeneration Bets, all that stuff that was moved last year during the football season to the Patreon. We got some stuff up there already. Going to have Impy jump on and we'll be doing the usual game line stuff. That's going to be just $5 a month. And there's some exclusive content on there as well. So head on over to the Patreon. Check us out. Show us some love. And tell us what you think. What other things would you like to be on there? Uh, a double. Where can they find you? Alan underscore Sturk. That's A double L E N underscore S T R K. You uh, working on anything else? Is there anything coming up that they should look at? Not out the for? moment. No? I, yeah, not the moment. Chilling. I'll keep updated. All right, cool. At the Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is you can find everything for this show. Got a fun week coming up. Got some shit up my sleeve. And yeah. Enjoy. We'll catch you guys next time. Your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let it drop in me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at bet online check out all the odds futures and props to bet on all available 24 7 and with the return of sports bet online sat down with former pro players eddie george harold reynolds and seven-time nba champion robert ori see what they have to say on what it would be like to play without fans in a series they're calling fandemic Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.